Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We all of us have our sporting heroes, the one that first got our sporting juices flowing, if you like, the one rider who you used to idolise. For Matt, it was Ronnie Corry. For Chris, the rider he remembers the most was Andy Graham. Now, I had quite a few heroes, and Andy was definitely at the top, along with Phil Hearn, Arthur Browning and Mel Corradine. However, if you were to push me as to my number one, then Alan Graham would be who I would choose. I remember being devastated when Alan broke his leg and then being very upset when Birmingham sold him. And who did they sell him to? Cradley! What? How? Why? But he never stopped being my hero and I did once get to have dinner with him after an end-of-season match a memory I shall cherish and rate alongside chatting to Ivan Major on the centre green. So, tomorrow I get the chance to remember my hero as Birmingham take on his other club in a memorial meeting in his honour. To be honest, I don't care who wins, that's not the point, is it? No, I hope to see some racing worthy of Big Al, and he was a great racer. I hope to see a big crowd, and I hope... And I can't really believe I'm saying this. Maybe I've grown up, I don't know. I hope <laughs> to see lots of Cradley fans there. This one is for Big L, only in Speedway. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Good evening everybody. Uh, yeah. A meeting I've been looking forward to next year. Yep, of course. Uh, all year, I beg your pardon. Um, Big L, as I say. Took big part in me becoming a Speedway fan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully it should be a good night. I think there's some good races in both teams. Yeah, it's uh, Crowdy have got together some uh, decent rides as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Ryan Douglas, of course, with uh, Wolves Connections, he's uh, he's uh, lowering himself to rise for Crowdy tomorrow. So, mm. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> But, uh, no, it should be good. It's, you know, Clint, the, let's bring on all the Cradley jokes, and if there's any Cradley uh, supporters out there, let's bring on all the Birmingham jokes as well. Yeah, we can must, take it. It'd be, be fun. But it, most it, is, of all, it is a fixture that's missed from the schedule. Yeah, but most really, of all, so. let's all bring on the Wolverhampton jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just go well, on. I'm yeah. sure there'll be a few Wolves fans <laughs> making the journey over there as well to yeah. see. Uh, you can see Ryan Douglas. I mean, Alan, Gra- Alan Graham, obviously, from from the Wolves' perspective, was always there. You know the the pantomime villain really was never never what you would say particularly popular at Wolves, although he was always respected as a mm. as a rider there, um, and was always very always as I've said before always seemed to turn into Ivan Major when he rode up against uh, Wolves <laughs> at, uh, at Mum. So yeah, I mean, I mean we we will talk about uh, that uh, all all the more I'm sure as we go through. Um, what we should say is we have. Um, 
a guest on tonight. Good. Uh, we have Neil Vatcher coming on the phone round about quarter past eight, so we've got a lot to get in uh, tonight. Um, obviously, Neil Vatcher is in charge of um, all things development within Speedway um, and was there on Wednesday to see the under-21 uh, championship, British Championship at uh, Perry Bar last Wednesday. Um, you was there. What did you think of it? I thought it was a thoroughly deserving winner. Um I felt, you know, I think quite a few people on our prediction league had gone for once Tom Brennan, of course, mm-hmm. had his crash and fair, fair play to Tom Brennan because, you know, he really tried his heart out in that meeting. He was nowhere near fully fit. No, he wasn't. But, but to be fair, I mean, he probably wouldn't have been deserved on the night, but he could have won the meeting. He could easily have won the meeting. Um, and he was certainly giving chase yeah, in the final. Yeah, and it was obviously, you know, another big off just 48 hours after that big off at, mm. at Wolves on, on Monday. Um, but a great performance from from Leon Flint, who's really come of age in the last, in the, certainly in the second half of the season, has been getting some really good results. Of course, won the, the under nineteen championship as well, and the under twenty one. Mm. So, just the seniors to go for Leon. So. so, would you say Leon's was the performance of the night? I would say so. Yeah, no, I disagree. I'd, really? Yeah. Nobody yeah. got near him, really, did they? No, no, Tom Brennan probably. I think I think the lads that changed to, um, the airbags. Had the performance of the night. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> that that they changed, and I was one of them. So I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm picking myself. Uh, I thought we changed those airbags super quick, um, and I loved the way they got the meeting on. Yeah, they got through it quickly, didn't they? Yeah, to be fair. it was. Um, you know, if you if you was new to Speedway and you thought that's how it was run every week, you go, this is really good because it didn't stop the action, didn't stop, mm. apart from yeah. when changing airbags, of course. I think it, it was big for Birmingham as well because it mm. shows that you know, I mean, it's, it's a you know huge you know huge event on the calendar, and it shows that a Birmingham as a club can put can put on a big event mm. like that. Mm. But um, as far as winning is concerned, Leon, well, I mean, he was perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, he didn't do it all from the gate either. So. No, he didn't. You know, he looks even right from his first race. He looked very, very quick. Yeah. Um, Big shout out for the other rider who, until about halfway through, I thought probably would got a very good chance of winning it and was very fast, which is Connor Bailey. Yeah, he's come on leaps and bounds this year, yeah, hasn't I'm, he? I'm still trying to scratch my head as though he managed to avoid getting injured in that. Uh, oh, that was. Yeah. That was something he pirouetted, and then uh, I can't remember which rider it was, sort of T-boned him, and he sort of jumped over the yeah. t- It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Um, I, I, I'll tell my little story Go about on, it. Um, <clears throat> so, obviously, I, I work on the track, and uh, I'm on bend one. Uh, he came off and did all his pirouetting and everything, and sort of. And he was he was standing up at the end of the whole thing. He was just standing up, looking around, yeah. and sort of, "Where's my bike gone?" Um, and, <laughs> and, and I'd got a bit of his bike in my hand. Yeah, that I'd picked up off the track, and he came up and took it off me, and he said to me, and I quote, "Wow, did you see that?" And I went, uh, "Yeah, I did actually." He said, "What happened?" It <laughs> <laughs> happened in an instant, didn't it? So yeah. it was really, really, uh, really bizarre crash. Yeah, thankfully he got up and walked away from it. He so. did, yeah. He he seemed very, very happy. We got a few. Um, yeah, it's got a few. Uh, yeah, right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rich Thomas, evening. Jeff, evening. Evening, Nick. Evening, Elliot. Evening, Andrew. Uh, Darren Hartley said Alan Graham was a great fella, no edge, down to earth bloke, could beat anyone on his day. Sadly missed. Underrated, so, I would say, mm. as a rider. 
I always remember that the year that um, I missed mean, the year that Alan, that Andy uh, won the British Championship and Alan came second. They were beating everybody that year. Yeah. Um, and they didn't get picked to ride for England, and there was quite a big uproar, and England lost. Mm. Um, and they, you know, I think Michael Lee was on a downward spiral. And but anyway, there you go. Uh, Simon, uh, Big Al is a Cradley icon, said Simon. He's actually also a Birmingham icon. Um, yeah. well, Cradley was probably the club where he was... He spent know, most he had, of his time. He spent most of his yeah. career, and he had his big successes were at, at Cradley during that phenomenal period of success that they But that he, they came, had. he came to fruition and to fame at Birmingham yeah. uh, first, and so that's why. Uh, Rich Thomas loved Big Al's season at Swindon in 1986, even though it was interrupted by illness. Always a battler, ain't that the truth? And he bested hands in heat one when Oxford came calling, and that's always good for a Swindon fan. <laughs> Elliot said, uh, talk about the under-21, it was a fab meeting, good racing, competitive field at the top, battling out for the win. Super to see Leon Flint win the meeting. Well deserved with a full maximum on the night. Uh, Chris is asking for a sound check. It sounds okay, mm-hmm. apparently. Good. Okay. Good, good, good. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not sure how much we're going to be able to respond to the um, comments. Comments, though. We'll do our best, though, because obviously we've got Chris Vatcher coming on. But if you have any uh, questions for Chris. Is it Neil? Um, you mean Neil? Oh, Neil. Neil. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry Neil. <laughs> Yeah, you're standing behind you, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Elliot says he's looking forward to the final Brummies meeting of the season against Cradley. Tomorrow, celebrating the Alan Graham Memorial and upright second half. Hope it's a close meeting with a big crowd, two good-looking teams. But as look better. They're just more handsome. All right, all right, let's not go there. (laughs) Uh, evening chaps my first one for a couple of weeks looking forward to this Covid is absolutely slaughtering me I'm really sorry to hear that mate we've all had it here and uh, we're glad we ain't got it now can I use the Covid cough as an excuse why not everybody else has Mike will like my new purchase that arrived this morning new Brummies top supporting my local championship club well done that's the way Uh, no one was getting near Leon Wednesday night. Even a fully fit Tom Brennan would have struggled. Leon was inspired. He did look fast. Yeah, he, he looked really fast. Obviously, it did does help that he, of course he knows the track anyway because he sort of served his apprenticeship really mm. at Birmingham, didn't he, a few years ago? And he's, yes, he did. I think yes. he's, he's he's come on a million miles from the the. I mean, he certainly he was. He, that's not to say he looked, he would look very very promising, of course, in that that season that he had at Birmingham. But mm. he's really come on leaps and bounds since since then. The thing that always struck you was that. He had even at that young age, he had his feet on the ground. Yeah, you know, he was learning all the time. Um, yeah, uh, Craig Smith says, Just come back from Cyprus, and I was approached by somebody after, spot- after spotting my Bellevue Aces phone case. And we talked all things Speedway. Turned out he owned Allied Vehicles who run Glasgow Speedway. Interesting fact I didn't know was when they took over Glasgow six years ago, they brought over Greg Hancock to design the track make the track better mm, didn't know that mm, no, no I didn't know that right um, yeah I was, was just going to get through these until it's time I, yep. I think yeah, got a few uh, would be f- funny if D- Dougie used his walls Kevlar's walls <laughs> dr- riding for Cradley tomorrow night <laughs> no comment is that a possibility it's a possibility yeah. yeah I don't okay. think he'll be uh, I think there'll be a few eyes popping out there if they, if they do say that's uh I'm sure he'll be. I'm sure he'll be uh, briefed about the uh, the role of between Walls and Gradler. 
Another very God performance, I think that's probably yeah. uh, going over the top uh, from the Aces last night. Despite Zagar and Frick only winning one heat between them, Sheffield look weak at reserve. Also, Ellis not fully fit. Clint was a very good guest for them uh, and, and scored more than Mujlak would have got. My prediction for the final is Aces versus Wolves. I think you'd take that. Um, what do we think mm, about the superheat? Uh, says Jim. It's the first one I've seen last night in the Peter Ipswich match. Um, I've got to be honest, I don't like the superheat. If I'm, mm. I, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it really adds anything to the sport. I don't see why you can't just have draws, but mm. it was uh, it, it sort of gave it's Ipswich... It's quite an American idea yeah, not being gave, able to have draws. It, it gave Ipswich the opportunity to, to get a point, really, after what was not a very good performance, really. I mean, Peter would look to have that in the bag, but... Mm. I think, you know, when you've got... Uh, you always felt once Ipswich got that 5-1 to force the, the Zuba that they were going to go out and do it again. So, Dylan says, any idea who's replacing Jason Edwards tomorrow night? Um, I didn't... I wasn't aware that he needed replacing. I've not seen anything. So. Had a, so you might be able to help us out with that, Spuddy. Um, Rich Thomas said, some work started today at Swindon, but sadly seems only moving prefab buildings to start the next phase yeah. of houses. I've got reservation, mm. massive reservations about Swindon at the moment, unfortunately, mm. but I hope I'm wrong. But. Yeah, we need Swindon back, mm. absolutely. We need any club that we that, that can yeah. um, come back. Did you all read the uh, article in the Speedway Star that um, Nigel Tolley gave? I haven't read it now. Have you not read it? It was very interesting. I, I strongly suggest you read it. I'll see if I can bring you a copy over. Um, but at one point he's talking about looking keeping their eye open for a, another place for Brummies to call home. Ooh. Hey. Mm. Leaving Perry Bar. Hey, right, okay. I, I don't think he's got anything yet, but it's interesting that he was... He came out with that, I thought. Um, he said, you, you know, initially it might only just be a track a la Somerset, I suppose. And, yeah. Um, and I think I've always said that would be a great way to, to build a club. I think it would be, yeah. Well, from the yeah, ground up. From the ground up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. per, you know, Perry Bar's a fantastic stadium to stage speed, but it's also a very expensive place to stage speed, unfortunately. Yeah. so That's that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to have a purpose-built... Where would it be? Oh, he had a bad crash on yeah. at Mildenhall on Sunday, and he said sure he saw somewhere he wouldn't be fit. Also check out Hayley Bromley's social media and help out young Harry McGurk if possible. Had his bike burst into flames on him last night at Bellevue and was wrecked just weeks after his first bike breaking too. Race against time to get him on track for the Colts on Friday. I'm sure if, uh, if you can, yeah. uh, you'll search, search search that out and put a link on. Or yeah, if, you've got, if you've got a link there, Spuddy, just shove it on. Sam McGurk, yes, I know. Rumours about SGP venues for next season, one being at Stade de France in Paris, would be another temporary track. Hope they learn the lesson from Cardiff. Did you just try a French accent then? I think I might have done. <laughs> yeah, mate. A little bit awful. What did I say? You said Stade de, de France. De France, uh, yeah. yeah. Stade de France. Oh, I apologise. I wonder what the snarls were doing. <laughs> <on> your, uh, <laughs> I got one word okay. out, and I'm all of a sudden I'm multilingual. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I believe he's got. He's off to find Mr. Vatcher, I believe. I was here. No, he's not there. Oh, that's right. No, 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 that's, I know. That's I know. I thought. Uh... Yeah, he's under my. He's under my cup here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Obviously, we're, we're going to be talking to Neil about uh, the under twenty ones. 
Um, and we'll also be talking to him about all uh, sort of development questions. So yeah. you've got anything out there that you would like to ask, just shove it up there and... Um, oh, no, that was a really bad choice of words. No, just stick it up on the box and yes. we'll, uh, yeah, we will, uh, we will put, those put, pearls we'll, of wisdom. We'll put that to him. Oh, and there's the GoFundMe. It's on, that's on uh, the chat. So yeah. we'll put that on the Facebook page as well, so yeah. people who, who don't watch, haven't watched the show can, can see Absolutely. that. So. Uh, hopefully, within a couple of seconds and the magic, Try it. Try it. we might have Mr. Neil Vatcher on the line. Are you there, Neil? No, he's not. Uh, you can't get yeah. We, can't get the we, stuff, we, can you? Know? We had uh, this is a poor excuse, by the way, Chris. But we had um, a software update in the studio oh, today, yeah. and uh, all sorts of weird and wonderful things happened. Try again. Uh, are you there, Neil? Oh, I can hear he's there, but it's not on my phones, so I can't hit. Can't hear on my phone either. Hang on, Neil. We'll get you sorted in a second. Uh, don't you just love it when it goes yeah. to plan? <laughs> uh, well, uh, Spuddy says wolves and outside bet for the pairs at Bellevue on Monday. I seem to enjoy riding the place. We certainly do. Yeah. Who have you got? I haven't seen the full lot of okay. actually. I would. Oh, I suppose the logical one would be Masters and. Um, okay. Or I suspect it'll be Masters and. Oh, Are you there, Neil? No. <laughs> oh dear. Are you trying the the old Bluetooth way again? Yeah, it was okay. It was, yeah. You might want to go the old way. Yeah. Are you there still, Neil? No? Okay. Says it's connected. Spuddy uh, says he assumes it'll be Sam, Luke and Leon. I would have thought so. Hmm. Oh, oh, something happened then. Are you there, Neil? Hello? Hello? No. Oh, this is all good. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it's live as well. We're definitely connected, so I can't Are you there, Neil? I can hear the Bluetooth beeped in the... Uh... Yeah, I can... Yeah, it beeped in my ear. Are you there, Neil? Uh, Hello? Craig Spee says, I think the BSPL have missed a trick with rescheduled British final. Surely should have been run on a Saturday. Not only does it clash with the Man United game, but I think many people uh, who paid initially... And is getting ten pound discount off restaging. Might decide to not come. I'm guessing is the uh, finish of that. I didn't realise that. No, I, I haven't seen that. Is it when Man United play? Is it? Is it oh, I... Stuff. Are you there, Neil? Yeah, it doesn't want to work. And Can you go back to the old-fashioned way of doing it? Yeah, I'll try it in a bit. Then. Or just shove shove the phone up on the microphone. <laughs> We've done that before now. Yeah. We've done that before now. It's a strange one, though, isn't it? Mm. Maybe, maybe the British final's obviously been, you know, pushed by, by television as to when they can slot it in, so... Maybe so. Of course, I mean, the British final traditionally was always a Sunday meeting, wasn't it, when it was at uh, when Coventry, it was in Coventry, yeah, yeah. so... Uh, Sunday the 18th, 3pm, British final on Eurosport. So I, I would imagine the Eurosport's got a lot to say yeah, about that, so, to yeah. be honest. How are we doing? Yeah, it doesn't want to work, but that's come off. Mm. I'm going to try him again, because uh, he just, just say it's paired. You carry on and I'll keep going. Okay, uh, keep, okay. Going keep, keep going. Right, um... Well, let's talk a little bit about tomorrow's meeting then. Um, do you want to give us the lineups as we know them? 
I haven't got them on here, unfortunately. I'm going to look. It'll be on the Brummies main sites. I'm sure you've got that as your home page, haven't you? Well, the walls want to be on page. Uh, <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah, but I mean, let's, I hope, hopefully, I, I think there will be. A, I mean, you know, I suppose the most important thing, of course, is the weather because the forecast isn't brilliant for tomorrow. Shh, we don't talk about the weather. No, we don't. Do we, we don't talk about the weather. It creeps up on you. That's the mm. problem. So. There we go. So, but hopefully there will be a big crowd. I think there'll obviously. I think I'm sure there'll be a lot of crowded fans will be coming over. I would hope so, despite a few of them moaning a little bit about the, their team. What do they expect? We, t- we, you know, you've got to pick a typical crazy team, haven't you? Well, a crowded team is in the sixties when yeah. they were always finishing bottom. Is that all? Um, yeah. When, <laughs> when, yeah. I'm not going to talk about the fact that they used to be our. Feeder club. Yeah, feeder club. I'm, oh, you said it there. There is a whisper that Swindon Greyhounds are finishing in January. Mm. There seems to be a lot of things going on with Swindon, isn't there, at the moment? And uh, But here's the teams then for to tomorrow. So for Birmingham, the Birmingham past, present and future, I should say. Uh, Josh Pickering, Simon Lambert, Tom Brennan, Paco Castagna, Justin Sedgman, Jack Smith and James Pearson. And for Cradley, Ryan Douglas, Jason Edwards, Adam Roynan, James Wright, Paul Stark, Tom Spencer and Tom Perry making his uh, return to to action. I think that will be a good test for um, Pearson. Yeah, I think it will be. Actually, uh, to see how he... Because obviously Tom Perry... Not the best gator in the world, but yep. a long chalk. Never was, was uh, it? No, so that, that's going to be interesting. I'll, uh, I'll be inter- so, what's the name of the Birmingham team again? Past, present and future. Now then, that's interesting, isn't yes. it? Yes. Do you think there are any clues in there as to a team next year? Well, you would have thought now that, of course, the club have made the announcement that they're going to run next year, that their mm-hmm. plans would have already been put in place to start planning for, for next season. Um it's probably a bit of a novelty for Birmingham, really, isn't it? Mm. To be, you know, going into going into the last match of the season, knowing, knowing they're going to be there next year. year so, because it's not been the not been the case, is it, the last few seasons? Um, yeah. So there's a, there's a few interesting names there. I mean, Tom Brennan's obviously guested for Birmingham a few times. Mm-hmm. Josh Pickering has as well. Both riders who yeah. are very entertaining. Yeah, Packer Castagna, of course, former Birmingham man and has guested for the club. So mm-hmm. with with uh, still. You know, not 100% over the future at Edinburgh. I mean, could he be on the way back to Birmingham next year? He's obviously still very popular with the crowd. Yep. Great yep. character. A lot of time for, for Paco. Um, interesting one, of course, is Jack Smith, because, you know, you think when Birmingham, when Jack Smith was at Birmingham before, I mean, he looked a really good prospect, didn't he? But he's kind of lost his way, yeah. really. That is an interesting one. few seasons. Because you would have thought Lee Complin was signed, was nailed on for reserve position. Mm. But... Mm. Uh, uh, it's okay. Sorry, we're having we're having problems. I just oh, get. Um, uh, yeah. So, Spotty says he's seen Brennan has a two-year contract at Glasgow, so it likely rules him out. I don't think unless Glasgow send him out on loan, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I don't. I don't. They might not be able to fit him in. And a rider will go where a rider wants to go. Yeah, is the other thing. Um, and he's he's had. He's in, I know he's enjoyed riding uh, at Birmingham. Yeah. Um, I know that because he's still on my 
Uh, oh, but he says, there, so. "Yeah, I've done a few of that tonight." <laughs> I personally think Pico looked good in the Wolves colours last week too. Said did, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I suppose the big thing, is, of course, is the fact that he's with it. he's there with Sam Masters, and of course, they're both the, the mm. top two at uh, Edinburgh. He Edinburgh. reminds me a lot of a young Jason Lyons. In his, Ooh, that's a his big, action, uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a big statement. That is, is uh, but he does in, in, in his sort of, you know, he's all action, isn't he? And he doesn't. Yeah. He uses the track in There's the same argument, way. Really, the Birmingham have never really replaced Jason Lyons, have they? So, no. it's, but then no. again, I mean, how do you replace him? Because you know, the guy was a the guy was a class act for for so many years, not just for Birmingham as well, for, for Bellevue, mm-hmm. Bellevue, of course. And Birmingham have always been at their best when they've got. A good Australian. Yeah. You think back to Graham Warren. Yep. Phil Hearn. Mm-hmm. Jason Lyons. They've always been best when they've had that number one Australian. That's yeah. really good. So Jason Doyle as well. Of course, um, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, Spuddy says, the silly season is on the way now. I know the changes I'd personally like at Wolves, and I don't think they're too unrealistic either, but a lot to see with points, etc. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. I dropped Neil Vatcher's name and called him Chris. Yeah. 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 Um, are we having any? Yeah. Okay. Can we just put him on the phone and just shove his, the shove the phone up against the microphone? Uh, we can try that. Shall we try that? Um, We've done that before. Yeah. In the nineties, was that all? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that was last week. Um, well, Spuddy, I mean, you've sort of put your, you've opened your mouth there. I think you should put your money where your mouth is. And who would you like to see at Wolves next season? So that's what we, that's what we do. I do think like there may be some, I think there will be some challenges at Wolves next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see Drew Kemp coming back. I think he's okay. been, he, he disappointed me a little bit on, on Wednesday. Didn't have a great night. Um, Seems started off okay, but. Started off okay, but as uh, you know, as he, he he rode better against Bellevue last week, right? But it's uh, it's not really it's not really clicked into gear. To be honest, I don't mm. think Mum has ever really been his sort of track. To be honest. Um, oh, hello. We have a hello, hello, hello Neil. Neil. Hello, hello. Oh, I can hear you now. You can hear, and we can Goodies hear you. Wow, fantastic. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay, all good. So. No, that's oh. all right, mate. No worries. <laughs> Right, we'll uh, we'll continue with with uh, talking to you then. Um, so first of all, okay, cool. you, you was there looking after the under twenty ones uh, at Birmingham last Wednesday. Um, Indeed, was that? Would you consider that a successful meeting? Yeah, definitely. Um, to be honest, both both the British under twenty one finals and the under nineteen finals, I do always really enjoy. To be honest with you, um, it goes without saying that yeah. It's always sixteen riders that that give it their all and never want to give up. So, in my opinion, it, it tends to be always really good racing. The only thing that I sort of felt um, a little bit last Wednesday was, unfortunately, through injuries, there was probably sort of five or six riders missing. Mm-hmm. And um, perhaps, you know, if I'm being absolutely honest, there was like a small divide. You know, certainly in the earlier heats between the sort of top half and the the bottom half. Mm-hmm. Um, but after saying that, you know, the races, um, there was a, like a, a few races there that was sort of two races in one, if you like. So, um, and it takes, you know, all, all these different sort of standards to get, to get to the higher standards and experience for the boys. And yeah, 
you know, in in my opinion, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Put it that way for sure, and until it was a, a really good night. Yeah, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. As, as I certainly well. did. Yeah, I mean, obviously Leon was was absolutely superb, and of course, adding to the under nineteen championship as well. I mean, Leon's really come of age in the second half of the season now. He absolutely has. You know, um, to be honest, I, I like I know on social media that I took a, a fair bit of stick for not for not using him in the Spirit of Nations too. But sort of since since that that event, he has really kicked on. So. Um, like I don't know whether you know perhaps Leon had had a point to prove you know not not just to me but to the rest of British Spirit to sort of show his worth. But all a credit to him, as I say, from from that point on, you know, um, I felt that he was doing quite well before then. But certainly since since the end of July, he's really kicked on, and and yeah, yeah, maybe even winning that British Under nineteen, which which was actually just just before that event. Um, Sort of from from that point on, he's he, he sort of kicked on a another level, and um, like I sort of feel that perhaps Tom Tom is our sort of outright number one at, at under twenty one level, but sort of Leon now for sure is really pushing him close, and um, if he continues working hard, there's sort of no reason why he he can't push on sort of to the level that Tom's been, you know, from the back end back back half of last season to. You know, continuing this this year being being you know like a real top rider at junior level. I think to, to be fair, I mean, there's ne- I've never had any doubts about Leon's ability. Um, I, I suppose the, the big question really was, could he do it on the small tracks? And of course, he's obviously we've been with Walls now for over a year. It's it's taken him a little bit of time to get used to Mamba, but he certainly started doing that in the last second half of the season, and that seems to have coincided with his with his rising form as well, and then the fact that he can now do it on the smaller tracks as well. Yeah, again. I um, certainly can't disagree with you there. And uh... Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, I think it was a real big call for Leon not only to go to Wolves last season because, you know, again, I'm sure everyone would agree that that probably everyone had that view of Leon. But, but we all know that he's you know, particularly good around Berwick and and. And even Birmingham before that, you know, in his National League days, um, the big question was around the smaller circuits. But he uh, went to Wolverhampton last year as a rising star and sort of stuck with him this year as well. And and again, you've got to give Leon the credit for that. And um, he's worked really hard to you know be be an all round rider, and that's that's coming through now. I think what people you know 
or, or it's easy to forget is that he's still only 18 years old. Mm. You know, he's been riding since in, in league speedway since he's 15. So people would probably think that he's older than, than what he is, but you know, he, he's still like a real baby in the sport. So, um, you know, still got a, a lot to learn, but you know, we can all see that he's learning all the time and, you know, seems to be doing things the right way, you know, from the results on the track. So, yeah, really pleased for him. There's a real sort of irony at the moment, isn't there, where we've got a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of speedway tracks either closing or in danger of closing, and yet uh, on the world stage, uh, Great Britain's probably the best it's ever been, and with more up-and-coming um, riders, and you look at the likes of Dan Bewley at the moment, it's, it's a little bit... I don't know what the word is, but yeah, it's quite ironic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I was actually asked the question today, actually, um, what what my thoughts were on like British Speedway results this year in you know, internationally, and like I think you know with with the performances of Dan, obviously, and Robert in the Grand Prix, um, Great Britain's results in the Speedway of Nations. Um, you, both, both like the senior spirit of nations and the the SON two as well. You know, mm-hmm. we were the only nation to get a medal in both. Um, I feel you know for the senior team to get a silver medal was an absolutely fantastic result, and for the under twenty ones to get a bronze medal, which was our our fifth consecutive medal in that competition, again was a massive achievement. And um, it's probably only fair to say that you know Poland and, and Denmark are the top two nations, but mm. I really do believe that Br- Great Britain currently are not very far behind, and we have lots, <laughs> you know, lots of young talent out there. That if if everyone keeps working hard and keeps their sort of um, their feet on the ground and you know keep doing the the right things, there's there's no reason why why we can't. Yeah, certainly match the Poles and the Danes, if not overtake them in the not too distant future. Which, which I think probably on an individual basis, because Bewley and Lambert, I think we're we're almost overtaking them now. So, um, mm-hmm. and as you say, you know, there's like guys behind Dan and Robert that's coming through, like you, Tom's and Leon's, and um, sort of even younger guys after Tom and Leon that you know potentially we could be as good as anyone in a world speedway. So I think, I think British Spears had a fantastic year internationally, obviously domestically, you know, times are hard. Yeah, they definitely are. We've obviously lost Newcastle this year, which, mm-hmm. which was a great shame, of course. And, and as you quite rightly say, we keep hearing the old Chinese whispers about, you know, all different tracks and we certainly don't want to be losing anymore, but, um, hopefully it doesn't come to that and you know there's there's places for these young riders to go you know once they are ready for you know whether it's National League Championship or, 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 or Premier yeah, yeah. so um, and, and, yeah and, as and, I say we certainly don't want to lose any more clubs which is of course very very important for that, that we keep all the clubs in NDL as well yeah um, but also we like Birmingham we, we run um, I think they call it the Midland League don't they yeah. and there's only three yeah. only three teams at the moment in that and that, that really needs to improve surely yeah yeah I think it's to be honest I think the junior league level um, again has probably been a, 
a little bit tough this year. I think, mm. um, in fairness, like the Premiership teams have have got a Premiership Junior League this year, which um, which each, each of the six teams have got a Junior League team, and then um, the Northern Championship uh, clubs have run run the, the Northern Junior League as well. So, you know, there are opportunities out there for the riders. Um, I think, you know, for for those type of riders, I think midweek fixtures is, is sometimes difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, whether like dads are working or um, the young riders can't sort of get to venues midweek, I think it's always a, a bit difficult now. But um, and you know, obviously the the price of petrol and diesel hasn't helped. Where these young riders you know, get very little, if any, reimbursement. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard at you know the real bottom level, um, but I think the big picture of British beer. I think that we've had a a really successful season. Yeah, I don't think anybody can yeah, can argue with that. Um, so, tell us a bit about Neil Vacher. Uh, how did you get to, to be in that job? And actually, what is your job? Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, like, currently, I wear sort of one or two different hats. Um, as you quite rightly say, like up, I, I am the the Great Britain Under Twenty One team manager, which which includes everything from Under Twenty One to so down to the the youth riders as well, and run the British Youth uh, Championship um, as well. It's very time consuming, to be honest with you. You know, obviously, with as with sort of many of these roles, you know, people don't see the work that goes on behind the scenes. Which um, like I won't quite say that it's a full time role, but it's but it's pretty much that. Um, and then uh, I guess I would say that my real job is actually work for the Spiro Control Bureau, which um, I'm the coordinator, so the administrator for the Spiro Control Bureau, which which um, the actual sort of job description of that is 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 really to sort of, um, I guess, to police the British Spiro is probably the easiest way to say it, to, to make sure that everyone runs, runs by the rule book and the rules, um, sort of look after the referees, sort of oversee the referees as well, and just just make sure that, that the sport is is run in the correct manner. So, so between the two roles of being the SCB coordinator and the the under twenty one uh, role that I currently hold, then then the sort of two roles that sort of, um, pretty much make like a, a full time job for me. So, well, I am very fortunate, you know, enough. To be doing something pretty much every day that I obviously love, you know, I've been um, probably like most of us sort of, sort of got into the sport through through being a, a supporter initially. Like, like I've been going to Speedway since I was like eighteen months old. <laughs> My parents are a big Speedway fans, and um, yeah, I've been sort of been a, a fan of Speedway for basically my whole life. So um, got into Speedway. As a kid at school, always wanted to, to be a speedway rider. Like again, you know, probably like most mm-hmm. most people do. Got to like a second half standard, and then um, couldn't really afford to go up to the sort of next level. And then ending up ended up uh, mechanicing for a couple of riders. Um, and from 1993, was was actually mechanic for Craig Boyce down at Paul, wow. and uh, spanner for. For Boise, basically for the next twenty years until he he retired in I think it was two thousand and seven, 
Um, yeah, so I was spending man for Craig Boggs for 20 years. So sort of learned, learned the role of that. Um, and then in 2009, um, Matt Fall at Paul started up a, a National League team called the Bournemouth Buccaneers. And along with Gary Mayer, um, that was my first team manager role with the Bournemouth Buccaneers at Pool. I was there for two years and then in my second season, I was fortunate enough to be offered the under-21 Great Britain job with Phil Morris at the time. Right. And as the old saying goes, um, sort of never look back and here we are 13 years later, so you're st- still doing that role and still absolutely loving it. I love working with all the kids, the young riders. Um, been, been privileged enough to work with, you know, the Robert Lambers and the Dan Beauties and, you know, sort of currently now now working with, you know, some real strong 500, 250s and 125 riders and, you know, trying to make them into the next Robert Lambert and Dan Beauties. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you mentioned uh, Craig Boyce there, Neil. Were you at... Uh... Were you Hackney when he uh, had that little disagreement with Thomas Gollum, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, everyone <laughs> talks about that night, you know, um, which which obviously Borsi was, you know, probably famous for, but, you know, he was a very successful speedway rider, come, yeah. come, you know, third in the world in, in 1994, which was, you know, at the time, you know, that was Craig's first world final and nothing was was really expected of him and he, he ended up having actually having a runoff. Yeah, to win to win the world title against yeah, did, yeah. Tony Rickardson and Hans Nilsson and um you know, he won World Cups with Australia and had I think he's still now the uh top point scorer of all time with the Paul Pirate team, which you know, Paul's had many successful riders. So yeah, apart from that one sort of famous night that <laughs> you know, everyone talks about you know, Craig was a very successful spear rider and I was privileged to, to be part of it. And had a nice right hook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I, talking about some of the younger riders, one of the, I think, the problems that we've had in, in Speedway um, is sort of looking after those up-and-coming riders. And you, you look at the likes of, I don't know, Zach Weitenick and Jack Parkinson, um, Blackburn. Blackburn, that's the word. Yep. Uh, and yeah. and you, they, they come onto the scene, and you and the, you think this this kid's got something, and then for whatever reason, and it's it's very often, I, I guess, a mental problem. Um, they don't quite make it. I mean, what can we do to improve that? Yeah, that's that's the sort of million dollar question, <laughs> really. And the, the, uh, but don't get me wrong; like, I I absolutely love this sport and. Sort of, no one praises it more than me, but I will say, you know, it's an absolutely ruthless sport, and you've mm. got to be, you know, one hundred percent dedicated. Like, I'm not saying, you know, Zach or, or, or Jack weren't, but yeah, you know, both of them didn't get quite the sort of roll of the dice to to have the uh, luck that they needed at the time. Like, I know Zach had, you know, quite a few injuries mm. in a short period of time, which knocked his confidence. Um, and Jack, you know, probably different reasons, but you know, like it's like it's such a mental sport, really. And it, like, you got to be strong mentally, you got to be strong physically. You've got to have, you know, probably probably lots lots of good luck on your side as well. And um, yeah, you know, there's there's a, a number of things that, that that's got to go your way. Like I sort of like to uh, 
describe it like a jigsaw, really, and mm. there's sort of many pieces to it. You know, the part that we all see is just, you know, from, say, 7 o'clock on a Wednesday night down at the track, and it just lasts for an hour and a half. But, you know, it is so much more than that. And, um, you know, when these young guys are first starting out, you know, like it isn't just the rider, it's the whole family that's got to be, you know, 100% dedicated. And, you know, obviously it costs an awful lot of money as well. And you've got to have the right sponsors on board. And there's a whole number of things that have got to go your way. And unfortunately, you know, for some of these guys, like I don't really know the ins and outs of, you know, particularly Jack or, or, or Zach, but um, obviously, you know, it didn't go their way and they've obviously chosen a different path to go down to. But, um, you know, we can only do what we can do and sort of try and encourage and do the right things for the, you know, riders and families that are, you know, 100% dedicated. And, and yeah, I guess I guess it's probably the same same with any sport. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, only a certain percentage make it, don't they? And, um, like, it's sort of sad and it's tough, but... Um, yeah, I guess that's just the, the sort of nature of the beast in the end. I suppose to sort of paraphrase you, you what you what you're you're really saying is that talent alone isn't enough. You've got to have the will. To uh, do it. Uh, oh, 100%, uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, like, like I mean, we've we've probably all all seen riders like I won't name names, but uh, a couple of riders sort of spring to mind that you know they probably got more talent in their. You know, sort of little finger than you know probably half the riders that, that are making a good living out of it now but haven't made it right to the top you know for different reasons and that's that's exactly what I mean you know with a big jigsaw it's it's, it's many different pieces rather than just talent and you know sometimes it doesn't fall that way and unfortunately you know they don't make it or, or as I say you know choose a different route to go which is mm-hmm. unfortunate but you know like I'm sort of um, enjoy my football as well and and you know we often hear stories of you know perhaps some of these top clubs you know football clubs having a group of 10 or 12 talented teenagers you know in their academies but but you know often there's only two two or three that make it and Mm. as I say um, yeah it's got to be you know dedication and sponsorship and luck and mental strength physical strength you know there's Who's your There's team? Who's different. your team, Neil? What football team? Yeah, Southampton boys. I'm afraid. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit shy. Yeah, no, like, so. I do live in Southampton, so mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. my team. Yeah. yeah. Um, I suppose the epitome of what you're talking about there would be Ivan Major, who's not necessarily got the, the greatest yeah, ta- that, yeah. yeah talent in the world, but for sheer hard work. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Yeah. Like, um, I'm much old enough to sort of, to like remember Ivan in his sort of later days, but I've, I've obviously read Ivan's books and that, and you know, like I understand that he came to Wimbledon, I think it was in 1958, I think, or sometime in the fifties anyway. And then initially got, got sort of refused and Mm -hmm. he actually went back home for two years and, you know, again, it was only through Ivan's determination that he actually came back to the UK two years later and, you know, the rest is history. Mm. But it would have been so easy for him to, 
you know, perhaps go and get a job somewhere and, and never come back to the UK. But, um, yeah, you're exactly right. I think Ivan's an absolutely fantastic example of that, of his, his uh, dedication. You know, perhaps not a natural speedway rider, but, you know, the absolute dedication of it all. And, um, yeah, you know, we've, we've all seen what, you know, the success that mm. Ivan had. And, you know, of course, an absolute role model for any speedway in, in any era. Yeah, absolutely. Now I've got about six hundred questions written down there, so we're going to have to call you back uh, at some at some <laughs> point. Part two. Um, no, so, okay. But I'm just going to just sort of finish with this one. There's a, uh, a an important meeting for me anyway at Birmingham tomorrow. Um, I'm wondering whether uh, you have any uh, had any dealings with Alan Graham or, or any memories. Yeah. Um, so obviously at Birmingham last year, Andy was was there and had a good old chat with Andy and yeah you know it was really sad that that Alan passed away last year obviously but you know in Andy's words um, that Andy said to me you know that Alan you know passed away doing something that he absolutely loved and I think that's all credit to the man at the age that he was Mm -hmm. still you know still riding his his motorcycle and still loving it Um, you know we've with my role on the SCB, as well as the referees, like I'm, like I, like I hold seminars at the start of every season for you know track officials, and and yeah, Alan attended those as well. You know, recently within the last year or so, and um, you know, had a good old chat with Alan about Speedway and his, you know, his love for the sport. You know, still officiating at Wolverhampton, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, you know, after 20-odd years of, you know, not riding the sports, but still loving it, still involved. And, yeah, I would say, you know, the couple of memories for me for Alan would be, obviously, that British final when, when Andy won it and Alan was yeah. second. That was a, you know, sort of fantastic achievement for the family. I was still quite young then, but, you know, like I can imagine that how how proud the, you know, the grandparents would have been to see Andy and Alan stood, you know, numbers one and two. And probably the one picture that sticks in my mind, and um, I'm sure everyone has probably seen this photo, I think it was like a Wimbledon test match where where Alan was absolutely caked in in mud. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the sort of memory that always makes me smile and think, um, yeah, yeah. Out and out races, and you know, during his Crowley Heath days, of course. Um, again, probably along with Andy, probably both both Alan and Andy were probably underrated at the time, and mm. there was probably superstars during that era that you know probably kept the Graham boys under the radar a little bit. But both you know riders that that every team would want an Alan Graham in their team, wouldn't they? For yes, sure, absolutely. Um, yeah, great team member. Always score your points. You know, good team man. And um, yeah, I feel privileged that I, that I knew him just a sort of little bit. You know, towards the end of his his life, unfortunately. You know, as I say, um, he attended a, a couple of my seminars and had the privilege to, to speak to him. And yeah, lovely man. And yeah, it was a sad day that he's gone. But I'm I'm really pleased that Birmingham is putting the event on tomorrow and. Hopefully there's a big crowd and good racing and everyone enjoys it.
I hope so. Thanks again, Neil, for your time. And uh, you're definitely going to have to come on again next year. Mm. All yeah. right, no worries. Anytime, yeah. guys. You Thanks take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Cheers a lot, mate. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, so... Uh, yeah, he was... Um, it was a good guest. I yes. enjoyed yeah, talking to him. Yeah. Yeah, really. we, we will definitely have to have him uh, Absolutely, yeah. back. Mm. It was really uh, I really kept writing questions down. I know. I know. Yeah, no, I we'll have to do another hour special, won't yeah. we? Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, I guess we need to do the... Uh, well, Nigel we've got about Pearson. seven minutes, maybe. Yeah, we can, so let's get through it. Maybe we could do the... Um, I don't know, maybe we could put the scores up after the... Uh, after well, let's just go through it we'll now and we'll go through it as quick as we can. Okay, yeah, yeah to, we'll finish with the scores. Yeah, we'll let's just go through the... Oh. Do you think? Yeah. Right, um, so, if, if everybody's hang ready... On, hang on, I'll just put... Are we going to quickly go through the scores or are we going to have a look at the tables or...? Uh, we'll put the table up and we'll have a look at the, yeah. uh, the fixtures yeah. while we're doing it. So. Yeah, we'll do, have, you, have you got them there, have you? Yeah, yeah. there we go. Just Spuddy's put... Put his uh, said thanks for putting us on the spot and he's given us his team for next year. He wants uh, he'd replace Nick Morris, uh, I could presume, with Ryan Douglas and Drew Kemp with Jacob Thorsell. Josh, mm, I'm not so sure about mm, Jacob Thorsell. To be honest, he hasn't done that much since he's not been over in the UK. Josh Pickering and possibly dropping a touch more into high sixes and Kai Thompson. Yep. Oh, have, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you uh, tell the CVS to get the checkbook out. Then, okay. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's get on with it. Okay, uh, let's get on with it's it. It's up yeah. to Matt to go first. Okay, so the first one is the uh, NDL match tomorrow night: Oxford against Kent. Oxford versus Kent. Yep. And I'm going to say Oxford by ten. Oh, I got Oxford by eight. Okay. 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 The Burnley Black Country Derby back on the agenda then. Birmingham against Cradley tomorrow. Mm. Are we okay? Yeah, we'll, we'll put that in. Yeah. Okay. It's up to you, Chris. Uh, I'll go. Uh, Brummies by twenty. Well, I hope not. I mean, I want to win, but yeah. I want a good match. I'm going to say Birmingham by eight. I've gone Birmingham by ten. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first quarterfinal of the. Uh, Championship playoffs. Pool against Plymouth. Pool versus Plymouth. Heather. Oh, well, uh, I'm going to say pool by 16. I've gone pool by 20. I'll go pool by 20 as well. Okay. Okay. Next up, Ipswich against Peterborough. Ipswich against Peterborough. And that's up to you. Ipswich by 10. I'll go Ipswich by Ipswich by uh, 12 I was going to say 12 as well I'm going to say 12 as well Good, okay Kingsland against Sheffield is the next one uh, That's what's amazing This is this <laughs> interesting one because Sheffield yeah. has really gone off the board haven't they so mm. They didn't. They did a poor night at Bellevue on, on Monday. So, yeah, but did. I'm going to go for uh, It's not your go so you're going to go for ah, it You were about to say Sheffield then weren't you? I'm going to go Sheffield by six. Okay. I'm actually <laughs> going to say Kingsland by six. No, I'm going to go Kingsland by four. <laughs> Next up <laughs> is the uh, other quarterfinal, first leg, Edinburgh against Redcar. That's too that much. could be tasty, couldn't it? Mm, yeah. Uh, I believe that's down to me, isn't it? it is, yeah. I would get a... No, please don't hit me, anybody. 
<coughs> I'm going to say Edinburgh by 10. I just want Edinburgh to do well. Because it, uh, it might be their last season. I've gone red card by four mm-hmm. on that. I'll go Edinburgh. No, I won't. I'll go red card by six. Simon Corbett agrees with me. That's the first time this season. Oh. So he's going to get that one right. That's where he's going to yeah. sleep up then. That's <laughs> where he's going to sleep up. Okay, oh. next one is the uh, first leg of the Knockout Cup semi final Leicester against Poole. That's going to be an interesting one, yeah. isn't it? What are you going for, Matt? Leicester by 10. <coughs> I'll go Leicester by 8. Leicester by 12. Okay, next up, we drop into the NDL on Sunday. It's Kent against Bellevue. Up to you, Chris. Uh, I'll go uh, Kent. No, I'll go Bellevue by six. I'm going to go Kent by four. I'm going to go Bellevue by eight. And next yeah. up is the second leg of the uh, quarterfinal: Redcar against Edinburgh. And uh, that's up to me again. Yeah. <laughs> wow, well, that's how the cookie crumbles. Um, I'm going to say Redcar by ten. I've gone Redcar by six, which would then produce a draw in my case. Yep. So I'll go Redcar by four. Okay, and we won't do the Premiership pairs. Uh, the last one is the uh, second leg of the other quarter final, Plymouth against Poole. Plymouth we'll be following Paul. that on the show on yeah. uh, tomorrow night, on mm-hmm. next week. Poole by six. I'll go Poole by 12. I'm going to say Plymouth by two. You can see where you're going wrong, can't you, Mike? You're predicting the wrong scores. Is that what it is? Yeah. Ah, oh, somebody had told I hate me. to tell you. <laughs> is that is that the lot? That's it. Yeah. Hey, well, we got yeah, through that quick. Yeah, it was a bit like the under twenty one last last week. Yeah, yeah. we haven't. Uh, there was, there's not that many fixtures, are there? Really? Because it's no, getting no, that no. stage of the season where there's a bit of a gap before you get the things playoffs. we haven't talked about this week. Vogens on the Boy, weekend. Yeah. So we'll yeah. have to. Can Dan Beauty make it three in a row? That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Has Good anybody chance. ever made it three in a row? I think Tony Rickardson and Jason Crump are the only two that have won three right. in a row. There might be others, I'm not sure. But uh, still, uh, obviously, uh, Bart Smarslik with a 108 and Leon Madsen 92. So still very much in Bart, Bart Smarslik's uh, hands, the World Championship. Mm. And the other thing I mean, we haven't talked about, of course, is the Premiership pairs. Yep. Um, at Bellevue, the last one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll probably be round off. It's at Bellevue. <laughs> no, it's uh, been interesting. Well, of course, it's. I mean, it's been a, a, a you know interesting concert, doesn't it? The pairs. I'm not a huge fan of pairs meetings, but it does seem to have, have worked quite well this year. Yeah, the four, three, two. Mm. Thing. Is it? They're still doing that, are yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, and uh, I like. Uh, I like the fact that they're staging one in every single track as well. So it's whether they'll do it next year. Is uh, mm. I'd, I'd like to think they will, but. Uh, Spuddy says, I think the British final comes at the perfect time for Bewley to really stamp his authority. The confidence from two GP wins will make him a different beast. Well, I, I, I personally, I, I think there's a very strong possibility that Dan Bewley will be back in the UK next year. I, I, do. I think he wants to race in the UK. Riding for Birmingham. Yeah, that would be an unbeatable. Yep. Okay, well, I guess, on that note. Yeah, I guess we're, we're there. It's been, it's been a great night. Um, we don't have guests as often as we used to, but when we get them, they're good ones. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you take care, everybody. Um, hope to see loads and loads of you tomorrow at the Alan Graham Memorial meeting. That would be fantastic. Um, see you next week. Yes. Good night. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.